Welcome to the Crushing on Life podcast. I'm your host, Emma T. Fink. Managing your time can seem impossible, especially in this day and age. We all have a million things on our plate. I'm here to help you bring some order to it all. Each week, I'll be delivering you actionable tips that you can take to help manage your time, prioritize your tasks, and still take care of yourself. Before you know it, you'll be crushing on your life. Hey there, and welcome to episode 15 of the Crushing on Life podcast. I'm your host, Emma T. Fink. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? I know I do. I want everything to be as close to perfect as possible. I take great pride in just about everything that I do. But perfectionism actually hinders us more than it helps us. Spending too much time tweaking every tiny little detail of every tiny little thing is a great way to make sure that nothing ever gets fully finished. We've all been perfectionists to some extent on some things. Maybe it was an essay for school or an art project that you were working on or a speech that you had to give. But today I'm sharing nine truth bombs for recovering perfectionists about the reality of being a perfectionist. The first truth bomb is that done is better than perfect. It is better to have something to show for your effort than spend all of your time tweaking it until you think it's perfect because perfection is unattainable, so you're gonna be working on it forever. But if you actually have something to show for your effort, then you can get feedback on it. And feedback is a gift. It's always great to have another set of eyes on your work. But in a case where you can't really get feedback, uh, this also applies because on tests, if you try to do a question that you're not really sure about, you can get partial credit. Or if it's a multiple choice, you have a one in four or a one in five chance of getting it right. If deadlines make you nervous, start the project well in advance so that you have time to go back and read it over. But once that deadline hits, you gotta turn it in. If you're really nervous about how this project is going to turn out, have a friend look over it and give you feedback on it. Feedback is going to be a great thing because it's not just coming from your eyes and chances are your friend will catch something that you didn't, but they'll also give you a more objective view of the project. The second truth is that any progress is better than no progress. One step forward is better than no steps forward. We can get caught up on making leaps and bounds of progress and not really celebrate the small wins. Progress is progress, my guy. If you're trying to get enough sleep every night, but you usually go to bed around 2 and wake up at 7, even getting 15 more minutes can make a difference. It can be the difference between completing a sleep cycle. Baby steps will add up, so you have to celebrate the small wins because a lot of small wins creates a really big win. James Clear talks about this in his book called Atomic Habits. I will link that book in the show notes. It is an awesome book about how to get 1% better each day. And as long as you get 1% better each day, you will see a world of difference by the end of the year. A habit that has plagued me for years that I've been trying to get into, but it's never really worked, is getting into an exercise routine. I used to want to go all out, right out of the gate, and I just wouldn't be motivated to work out because I don't want to do this big 
30 minute to an hour long thing. I don't want to get out of my bed and go to the gym. So I started off by making small amounts of progress and I'm doing one song per day on Just Dance until I get used to moving my body every day. Then I can start adding more stuff and I'm going to be in a good spot in six months. So just try to make small amounts of progress because again, any progress is better than no progress. The third fact is that we're shooting for progress, not perfection. Because this one kind of stems from comparison. Like how often do you find yourself comparing yourself to heavily curated photos of Instagram models or influencers or people who have the life that you think you want? I found myself doing this all the time. But comparison is the thief of joy. Teddy Roosevelt said that, and from what I hear, he was a pretty smart guy. Think of it this way. If you're driving from LA to NYC, do you expect to get there in a day? Of course not. That's going to take forever. It's going to take at least a couple of days, and that's if you don't stop all that often. So you need to take steps toward a goal, but don't expect to finish the whole entire goal right away. It might seem way too far off, but if you look behind you and see how far you've come, that can be a great motivator to keep going. Take a look at all the progress you've made. Maybe last semester you got a 3.2, maybe you got a 3.4 this semester. It might not be exactly the grade point average that you want, but it's an improvement. The fourth thing is that people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are. We focus on every little nitpicky thing because we're with ourselves 24-7. We notice every bump, bruise, imperfection, flaw, freckle. We notice everything on our bodies, but that's because we see our bodies every day. We take showers with our bodies, so we know our body more intimately than everybody else. And we are fixated on what other people will think of those flaws. But you know what? I guarantee that zero people will notice your teeny tiny imperfection that you're worried about because they're probably worried about the exact same thing that you are. They're worried about people hyper-focusing on things about them. They're worried about that one little imperfection on them that they don't want people to notice. So I promise you that people won't notice the small imperfections on something that you think you might notice. This goes for projects too. Like say that you're painting something and you misplaced like one or two strokes and people still are like, oh my gosh, that's an awesome painting. But you know about those one or two strokes that are quote unquote out of place, but it's still an awesome painting overall. The fifth truth bomb is that we are hyper-focused on ourselves, especially on things other people will not notice. I have a freckle on my left thumb. It's been there since I was born. How many people know I have a freckle on my left thumb? I think my mom, maybe my dad, that's about it. That's because it is an insignificant detail of who I am as a person. Does the freckle on my left thumb tell anything about how kind I am or compassionate or how driven I am? No, it doesn't. Those are the traits that people will see because I am outwardly caring and compassionate. 
My parents know that I'm sensitive. A lot of people know that I'm sensitive. A lot of people know that I like to be goofy. But they don't know about the teeny tiny things that I know about myself because they don't have to. What's more important? What do you want people to focus on? Do you want people to focus on that one eyelash that's out of place or that your eyebrows aren't exactly the same? No, you want people to focus on your personality and what you can bring to whatever table you're sitting at. I touched on this a little bit in point three, but number six is that you're comparing your everything to someone else's highlight reel. You can't compare yourself to everyone you see on Instagram. I'm using Instagram as an example because it is a very visual platform and there are a lot of heavily curated pictures on there. There are filters, Facetune, makeup, a ton of editing, different things that people put on their pictures to hide their imperfections. Everybody does that, or a lot of people do that. They don't want people to see their I just rolled out of bed face or the I just had something really bad happen to me and I'm crying all my makeup off face. If you keep feeling this way, unfollow the people who are consistently bringing you down and making you feel bad about the progress that you've made on your goals. Because if they're not providing any value in your life, then you don't need to be following them. Instagram and other social media are supposed to be a happy place filled with the people you love and happy cat pictures. So if somebody is consistently coming into your space and bringing you down, ditch them because you're making progress on your goals and that's what's important. Not how far someone else seemingly has come with their goals. This is also a reminder that it is impossible to know what's going on behind the scenes because people don't want to post the ugly parts of their life on social media. Someone could have seemingly the best relationship on planet Earth, but behind the scenes they fight all the time and they only take those pictures and post them on social media to make everyone think that everything is okay. People could post smiling pictures of them at the beach but they could be really going through it. But you have no idea because you only see what people choose to show you. Just remember that. The seventh truth is that as long as you're trying your best, it is good enough. Your best effort is all anyone can ask of you. Maybe sometimes over time, your best effort will become better. But as long as you're putting forth your best effort, that's enough. Because if you run yourself into the ground by trying to make it way better, it won't be your best work. Complete the task or project or assignment to the best of your ability. If you plan to do 10 reps of an exercise, but you can only barely squeak out eight, that's okay because you're still getting stronger. It's more than zero, so that's going back to any progress is better than no progress but your best is slowly gonna get better. And maybe in a week or so, if you keep it up, you'll be able to do those 10 reps. This is honestly one of the things that I was most nervous about when our musical was going live and people were actually seeing it and able to criticize it. I was like, oh man, I don't know if this musical is perfect and I don't know if people are gonna judge me for it or if they're gonna just get up and walk out of the show. That was a huge fear of mine, but we poured our heart and soul into that musical 
and people ended up loving it. So it totally paid off to put myself out there, to put our musical out there, even though we were positive it wasn't perfect. But my dad told me that it was genuinely funny and well-written. And to be honest, that's probably the highest compliment I could have possibly asked for. But you'll never know unless you give it your all. The eighth truth is that failure is how you learn. Failure is not a bad thing because in my eyes, I see that it is success or a learning experience. Rafiki from The Lion King said, the past can hurt sometimes, but you can either run from it or learn from it. The sooner you get the thing out there, the sooner you can fail and therefore learn. In my workspace right now, we fail fast and we fail often because the sooner you get feedback, the sooner you can improve it. And we want to improve as quickly as possible. You never know if you can succeed or learn unless you put it out there. Going back to the example with my musical, we had never written a musical before. We had no idea what we were doing. We just decided we wanted to do it. And so with our first production, we made a lot of mistakes, but we still put it out there. And we learned a lot about what not to do next time. We learned things that worked and things that didn't. And so for the next show, we had so many improvements and it ran a lot cleaner. But we wouldn't have known that unless we put out the first one. I know that some failure has higher stakes than others. Like failing a test. That bites. That really bites. But it's not going to be the end of the world. I failed all four of the tests in my introductory physics class during my first semester of freshman year. I squeaked by that class with a C plus, and I still ended up graduating with a 3.5. I ended up getting a job in my field, and I'm really happy now. So don't let failure get the best of you, and don't let it consume your life, even if seemingly it's life-altering. The last and I think most important truth bomb is that what you're doing will be enough for someone. We all have critics and we all have really harsh critics. We all have haters that want to see us fail. But what you're doing will be enough for somebody. Your GPA will be enough for at least one grad school or job. The love you have to give will be enough for the right partner. And if all else fails, do it for you. You have one life to live and you might as well be happy during it. Being easy on yourself does take practice. I know that I'm really hard on myself sometimes and I'll beat myself up if I don't get certain things done during a day. But acknowledging your own progress is a crucial step. Being enough for yourself is a skill to learn, but it's an important one to learn. Also, think about the people in your life who support you, your family, your friends, your partner, your coworkers, people who are in your life that are in your corner. If someone really cares about you, they'll want to see you succeed. So talk to them, show whatever it is you have to them, and it'll probably be good enough. Chances are especially if you're putting forth your absolute best effort. 
Anyway, those are my nine truth bombs for overcoming perfectionism. It's a long, hard road, and I don't know if I'll ever actually completely overcome it, but there are things to make it easier. There are things to help you realize, okay, done is better than perfect, progress over perfection. I've got this. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it out on social media, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me and I will repost you. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review if you like it. Reviews really help this podcast out. And I just started something pretty recently It is the Crushing on Life Facebook group. I will have it linked in the show notes, but it is a community of like-minded individuals where we can talk about time management and self-care and support each other and help each other out. It's going to be really cool. So again, I will have it linked in the show notes if you want to join. And if you think you know someone who might benefit from this episode, share it out to them. The more the merrier. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Crushing on Life podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all other episodes at emmatfink.com slash podcast. If you're new here, please consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Until next time, keep working toward a life you can crush on.